yeah! At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Takedown. Uh, as always, brought to you by Phone Soap. Go to phonesoap.com, use the code TAKEDOWN uh, for that 20% off Cyber Monday. It's also Cyber fucking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Go get them deals. Uh, today's guest is by far one that I've been truly, I've been excited all week, bro. Um, it is former UFC ch- uh, championship coach. Uh, he is the host of Grange TV, which if you've not seen or listened to Grange, you've got to go check it out. It is Fabricio Ite. What is up, man? Hey, man. Thank you so much. It's the honestly the best introduction anyone's ever given me, um, including, I think, when I was born. I don't think my mom or dad were even that happy to see me or hear from me. So, Josh Thomas, thank you so much, man. It's honestly an absolute honor, absolute privilege to have been invited on the show. So, thank you very much. No, thank you, man. Hey, if you want me to go back to the hospital where you were born, man, I can. We can redo this. <laughs> we should do it, man, because you know, no, no one's ever been that nice to me, man. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. My daughter, my one-year-old daughter, runs a distant second when I come in the door. She's pretty much the second happiest person I've ever seen me. So thank you, man. Thank you, Josh, and thank you for having no. me, man. All jokes aside, I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. I have a uh, I have a one year old too, and I'm I'm with you on that, man. As soon as I walk through the door, it's daddy, daddy, and I'm like, oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they they're super they're super um they're just amazing, eh? They're just they it's crazy. It's weird, man, having a having a kid that's a year old because like like I have mom in front of the TV like watching Fight Pass with me, and I'm just like, oh maybe this isn't the smartest thing I should be doing right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it a boy or a girl? Oh, it's a girl. Does she look like you? I got a little girl too. Does she look like you? Uh, identical to me, man. It's it's weird. Man, she look. My daughter looks exactly like my daughter, like my like my wife. She does not look looks like. And my wife's Asian, so it looks like when I'm with my daughter, it looks like I kidnapped her. <laughs> oh shit! It's it's, people, a, it's the weirdest thing, man. You're going in gas stations, and people are like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, he's still, still a little Asian kid. And uh, honestly, she doesn't look like me at all. Like, at all, at all. She looks exactly like a mom. Like, 100%. You know, it's, it's crazy uh, how things like that happen. I, I like how her head is going to be messed up because she's going to think that dads look like me. Do you get what I mean? But she doesn't oh, look yeah, yeah. like me at all. So that that's an interesting social experiment that, I, that I've created. I uh I think like the coolest thing about being a parent now is like you can essentially teach them whatever you want, you know what I mean. So like I get to influence like what music she likes or like you know what I mean. Yeah, hundred percent. What's your background, Josh? Are you are you a wrestler? Yes, I wrestled my entire life, and then I done MMA for about five years, and now I'm a an MMA coach. That's awesome, man. Turned, that's so cool. Podcaster. <laughs> man, that's awesome. Where where are you based out of? New uh, York? I'm actually based. Where at? Are you in New York? Oh no no no! I'm uh so I'm from like a little bitty mountain town in Virginia, and then uh, I moved to Florida uh like five years ago. So I'm in like oh, the Australia mad, of America. Yeah, some yeah, that but that's tropical there in the U. Uh, thing that's like north in like where I where I live is not tropical. Like Florida's tropical, eh? Uh, for the most part, it's uh. 
I'm like North Florida, so I'm like damn near in Georgia. Um, so it's, oh, it's okay, pretty ghetto. Okay. It's pretty ghetto, less beachy. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Ah, man, that's I haven't been to Florida. That's that's on my to do list. I I I, I want to go. Hey, man, you come to Florida, me and you'll uh, we'll go out, man. We'll we'll have us a couple drinks and then uh, we'll hit the gym, dude. A hundred percent, man. Honestly, if I do, I'll, I'll be sure to hit you up on that. Um, all right, cool. Now, nah. so you wrestled your whole life, and you wrestled like a, what level did you wrestle? Uh, so I actually had a scholarship to go to uh, to college to to wrestle like like in university, and I ended up not taking it because I was eighteen and I was like tired of school, so I wanted to take one year off, and then I just never went back. Oh, okay, but so that's that's a good level, man. That's good on you, man. That's a, that's awesome. How old are you now, Josh? Uh, twenty five. Oh, that's mad, man. So you're still a young guy. Are you going? You, you want to keep fighting, or what do you want to do? I want to keep coaching. I don't. Uh, something about getting hit in the head, man. After after having a baby, I'm just like, eh, I don't. I don't know if I want to do that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, that's awesome, man. That's good on you, man. And you got a good background. You know, that's mad. I'm really happy for you, man. Good on you. Sorry, man. I've hijacked your fucking podcast. And um, <laughs> I started, started asking you stuff about you. So I, um, no, cool, I'll man. be quiet. No, it's cool. I don't, I don't get interviewed too often. So it was, it was, it was neat, man, especially from you. Uh, hey, man, I heard a rumor that you used to coach uh, Olympic wrestling in Australia. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, that, that was mainly what I coached with, with uh, Rob was Olympic freestyle. Well, no, no. I meant you. Did you coach the Olympic, uh, like the Olympic freestyle team? I wasn't the head coach, but I was. I was with them. I was with one of the coaches on on a few of the teams. But dude, the Australian wrestling team is like me saying, "Oh, I'm on the Zimbabwean fucking bobsled team coach." It's not, wrestling's not big here. Yeah, I I seen Man. that. Um, I seen that Rob. I guess Rob qualified for some sort of game. Um, for the Commonwealth Games. games. Yeah, Commonwealth Games is like kind of like the Pan American Games for us. Oh, okay. okay. You get what I mean? Like it's the equivalent yeah. of what you guys would would have, but it's it's yeah, it's it's the equivalent of that. Like going to the Pan American Games, he qualified for it, but he couldn't um he couldn't go and compete because that's when he fought Romero. Okay. Um, yeah. For for Australia to not be like really big into wrestling, like like Volkanovski has damn good wrestling, man. Like Volko's. Uh, Volk's wrestling's really good. Yeah. I mean, Rob has really good wrestling too. Both of them can wrestle. And I think, you know, what I think with that, my my theory that Volkanovsky, I remember him from when he was a little kid. He had like a bowl haircut. He was on my podcast, like, and he, we were talking about it because uh, he, he was always at the comps because I coached kids all the time. And he was always at the at the wrestling comps and that when he from so he wrestled from when he was a little kid. The other thing that happens with guys like Rob and Volkanovsky and that this is my kind of I've anecdotal evidence. I haven't got anything um, where I've done a thesis on it or anything. But one of the things is in Australia we don't have the numbers that you guys have over there, and because we don't have the wrestling background, what happens I feel is when guys get into their twenties and they're and they're training hard and they're training, you know, trying to get up to a certain level, you really have to start like you really still can continue to wrestle, if that makes sense. Whereas a lot of guys, Division One All Americans or whatever, and then they stop wrestling or just wrestle in inverted commas for MMA 
because they have to do their Muay Thai and their Jiu Jitsu and everything, but they kind of stop wrestling. Whereas Volkanovski and Rob and all of that, we, we have Never to really continue quit. to wrestle. Yeah, we, but, and, and you know what I mean? Because we didn't, we can't go, okay, we've got that background. It's okay. Like, no, nah, we got to, we're always trying to catch up, but somewhere along the lines, you, 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 you kind of catch and then surpass, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that makes because, sense. Because some of the guys, you, you could be a Division One All American, but you stopped wrestling at 21. Do you get what I mean? And then, and, like maybe didn't do your fourth year at university. And so you got a high level and you're really good. But man, you don't wrestle for five years. You don't wrestle properly. You know what it's like, you know, you don't wrestle properly for five years. That first two, after that. Oh, those first two minutes back is like you really gas. Like people really forget that scramble and the that isometric strength that, that happens in wrestling, you know what I mean? Like so it's a lot of muscle memory too. Like I, I realized, like once I started doing MMA like full time, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. But once I started doing like MMA full time, like a lot of the muscle memory from actual wrestling, like kind of was gone because now you're mixing in jujitsu where like it's okay to be on your back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that that's one of the things that happens with and I, I, I'm I know Volkanovski well and and I know his coach well. Um, and obviously a coach Rob and a coach other guys and, and just the fact that man they got they're wrestling still, do you know what I mean? Like in their thirties and they're still wrestling. I uh, don't know that everyone does that. So I think that that's where the catch up occurs. Like yeah, like Rob honestly would would out grapple a lot of the guys, you know what I mean? He's never been out grappled in a in a fight. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? His takedown defense against uh, against Romero, I mean, it was very impressive. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm sure like Rob gets told that a lot, but congratulations to you as well. Um, do you think that Australian MMA is kind of getting a little bit bigger with people like um, like like Rob and like uh, Volkanovski, who I guess he kind of fights out of New Zealand now, but you got guys like that, and, like Jimmy Crew. Like, do you think it's it's kind of making like a like a resurgence? Look, I, I don't know with um. With yet, yeah, I I think yes, that that's the first thing. I don't I, I don't I honestly don't really separate like Australia, New Zealand like that, like because this region, like it's it's closer for me to go to New Zealand than it is to go to Perth. Do you know oh, what shit. I mean? Yeah, like New Zealand's three hour flight away from the east coast of Australia, and Perth is a five hour flight. That's the other side of Australia, the west coast. Mm-hmm. So like. The East Coast, especially Sydney and Melbourne and Auckland, were very similar, man. Like, we don't really have, like, there isn't even, like, a rivalry like that. Like, there's a rivalry in rugby, but if I'm watching fights, I always go for New Zealanders. Do you know what I mean? Australians or New Zealanders, I always do. Like, there's not, I've never really felt that. There's never really been a thing like that. There's heaps of Islanders here. There's heaps of New Zealanders here in, in where I grew up on the East Coast in Sydney like so many islanders that 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 I know you know what I mean that we grew up together rob's like uh uh his his mum's a maori so his dad's white australian but his mum's a maori and so like we don't really have that i think like that whole region has always been had good fighters come out of there like ray sefu mark hunt uh, nathan corbett uh he's from queensland but still sam greco Man, I can go on and on and on. I'm, I'm going to... Fi- Heavy fucking hitters. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? All people that can fight, you know? And that's always been around. And now 
the with the influx of grappling and growing over the last 20 years i think we're you know elvis and anthony they they were pioneers as well it was anthony parosh and elvis Sinisic, larry papadopoulos uh, i'm getting like probably older names here people don't know but they're all guys that that like did really really well back in the day you know and um there's a lot of guys that came out of australia that like MMA wasn't big anywhere really, and especially not here. But there's guys like Luke Pizzuti and that that had had they have come out now, they'd be like people would be talking about him. Do you know what I mean? But now, no one knows. He runs a gym called Lions Den in Kingsgrove. So yeah, we've always had good fighters. You know, like on your bat Dan Hooker. I was talking about this with someone on the podcast the other day. Uh, on your bat Dan Hooker and. 10 years ago, more, you know, like I knew about all of those guys. So there's always been good fighters here, man. It's just now I think the grappling has really taken off. Um, Lachlan Giles and uh, Craig Jones winning medals at ADCC. Um, yeah, man. I was about to bring them up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so, so yeah, it's definitely here on this, on the east coast of Australia and in Auckland, in New Zealand, like that, like little kind of Bermuda Triangle. Um you're just going to see more and more and more of them, man. You're just going to see more. Like, cause it's not new. Like also, you know what the thing is as well? I think from when you're young, like we don't have guns here, like you guys have. So it's, uh, yeah. it's much more prevalent. Not, not that people like, you know, <laughs> let's not get confused. It's not like, you know, everyone's a gentleman and you know, they're going to, let's have fisty cuffs and blah, blah, blah. No, like, but there is more of a chance that you're going to have an actual fist fight. Even if, it might be an unfair one. Somebody might pull out a knife or it might be three on one or whatever, but that's more chance. Like Australians and New Zealanders, you know, if you... I still I still try to do that. I still, you know, I'll be standing in line at like a gas station. I'll just be like, hey man, you want to you know, put your dick beaters up? Let's dance, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but, but they, they they fight, you know, and, and rugby's, a, rugby's a big sport in, the, in that same triangle, you know? On the east coast and um, in obviously in New Zealand, rugby league and rugby union are big sports. You know that 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 are really rough combat style collision sports. You know, so I've recently gotten into rugby and it is it is mad. Yeah, man. Like it's it's not it's not new to us. None of that is new to us. You know, like it's not. So I'm not I'm not surprised like at all. Like I always knew about the fighting that we had here and the tradition of fighting that we've had in Australia, but for whatever reason, we're kind of tucked away and people don't really like they like it's only, it's new to the world now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, you look at the biggest MMA uh, organization in the world, the UFC, and you know, they've not even been around that long, I guess, uh, like in the grand scheme of shit. And you've got a bunch of guys coming out of Africa right now, you know, Africa could, could be, I don't want to say like the next Australia or the next Brazil, but they, they do have a lot of fighters coming out. So I think it's just kind of like as the sport grows um, and like more and more, more and more people grow into the sport, I guess. And the more money there is, the more money there is, the oh, more it's yeah. going to attract people, you know? So in, in, in Africa as well, they've got big traditions like with the Senegalese wrestling and, you know, they're good wrestlers themselves. You know, they, you know, the Algerians and the Tunisians always do good, well in freestyle and Greco. The South Africans do well. They're not they're not top tier countries like uh, Cuba or you know Russia or US or anything, but but they're decent. You know what I mean? Like they they're good. Like they they get top ten finishes sometimes. And that the Egyptians have won 
gold medals in um in Greco and freestyle and that. So yeah, man, like there, there's and I also think there's going to be a massive influx, which is already happening, of guys from Russia and 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 whatnot. The same as there's been in boxing. Like you're going to see more and more and more and more of that. So Russians are kind of taking over right now, man. Well, man, if you've always looked at it traditionally in combat sports. They've always done very well. Like the ex-Soviet states, always done re- really, really Fucking well. Ivan Drago, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apollo Creed. Now look what's happening. Yeah, all of those, all of those countries have always done well, man. So I'm not. You're going to see more of them, like Tajikistan, Kazakhstan, all of those countries that traditionally do well in their combat sports. They're just going to do well in MMA. You know, they always got. They all got good boxing programs. They all got good judo programs. They all got good wrestling programs. They compete in Sambo. Fuck. You're just going to start seeing them more and more and more. I love it, man. I uh, I literally, like, I, I started watching rugby recently. I watch American football every now and then. But for the most part, man, it's MMA, boxing, uh, kickboxing. Like, I used to love watching glory fights, man. Yeah, man. Um, did you watch the – well, actually, i seen your live stream, uh, the Tyson-Roy Jones fight. What did you make of that, man? Man, I well, I apologize to everyone on that because I was talking to people on the on the thing, and I said, "Do you want to switch over to the Tyson fight?" And I, I looked over. Man, the the reality is, is two older guys boxing. You know what I mean? We, they're legends. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting them, but like, yeah, it was what it was. I suppose like they. I don't know. Sometimes I don't want to see them in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not because of anything. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't like to see them. I don't like to see guys past their prime getting hurt. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like it. And then if you're not really trying to hurt each other, you're not really fighting as well. I, I don't know. It's kind of an oxymoron. That's the same thing I said. Uh, it being an exhibition, they're not allowed to knock each other out or truly like laying good strikes on each other. I didn't. I mean, if if you do it for charity, that's one thing, you know. But for the most part, it was nice seeing Tyson, because um, you know, I my my father was a huge boxing fan, and he was a huge Mike Tyson fan at that. Uh, so I've kind of followed Mike Tyson's life story, I guess. Um, so in the grand scheme of shit, it's almost like a movie kind of finish, you know what I mean? Like a film, like a film ending, you know the 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 happy for lack of a better term, the happy ending, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, was, yeah, no, no, I get what you mean, because, like, I, I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, and I watched all of those guys box, you know what I mean? Like, I used to, you know, watch a De La Hoya fight, I used to watch Roy Jones Jr. fight, I was, used to watch all of those guys fight, Pernell Whitaker, all that, I used to watch mm-hmm. all of that boxing, you know, so... Sweet pea. Yeah, 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 so may rest in peace. And Yes, sir. And so when, when, you know, to get to see him, it's exactly like what you said. It's like a movie with a happy ending, you know what I mean? So that that's in that way, it was cool. I, but as far as like watching them fight a lot anymore, like I, I personally, like I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. When they, he was talking about wanting to do more exhibitions, like, I don't know, man. I think one is probably good. And it's, it's because I've seen him hitting pads with uh, Rafael Cordero, which shout out Kings MMA, but. I watched him hit pads with uh, with Rafael, and he's cracking pads, man, like pushing, uh, pushing Coach Cordeo back. And then he gets in there, and it's it's like half speed. And I guess he is trying to take some off of the punches, but um, I don't know, man. Not knocking him because he's he's truly my favorite boxer of all time. But I 
I would feel good knowing that that was like the closing of the chapter, I guess. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's just me as well, like just my opinion. Like, I, I I'm glad that it went out on a on a good note, and we got to see him, you know, box, and we got to see him move around, and he was he was so healthy, and he looked really good for a man at fifty six or whatever it was. Right. As did as did Roy. You know what I mean? And I hope I, I move like that in my 50s. <laughs> no, I wish I moved like that now. Um, and, and so so I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Like, But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, but that's me. That's the end of it. From, what did you make of Jake Paul's knockout of Nate Robinson? Did you follow that? I, I saw it uh, after the fact because I was watching the, doing the stream on the UFC card, but I watched it. I love. I was. I played basketball growing up, so mm-hmm. I, you know, always kind of watched basketball and that. And um, I was always a fan of Nate Robinson. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Um, that's the thing with me with combat sports, though. And I don't. I don't hate on Jake Paul at all. Like I, I don't know much. The thing I. It's a different generation. You know, I'm almost forty, and mm-hmm. I am not almost. I am forty. Um, <laughs> the YouTube thing and that. I, I get it, you know, people, he's able to leverage off his name and leverage off the fact that he um, became a YouTube sensation and everything. And he's obviously taking the boxing seriously. He improved from the other fight to now. And he's got the finances to do it. The problem with those, like, exhibition-type fights and blah, 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 is, like, Nate was hurt in the first round. Oh, yeah. Do you get what I mean? They should have just called that. He's not Roy Jones Jr. in his prime that gets hurt. If, you know, like, it's all right. Let her go. You know what I mean? Keep, keep mm-hmm. it going. When Rob fought Romero, keep that going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. R- Romero, Romero's face was broken. You could have stopped it in the first or second round and said, hey, dude, your eye is fucked. We're calling this. But you're not going to stop that fight with Romero because Romero, he's there. He's a professional fighter. When Rob got hurt, you could have stopped it maybe, you know, in the fifth. But he wasn't. He was there. These guys, that's what they do. Nate Robinson, that's not what he does. With all due respect to him, like, and it takes a lot of balls to get in there. But, you know, he's a celebrity basketball player that's trained and got into the ring. And I, I, I'm not a fan of those, um, like, and apologies for anyone that does this because I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying I'm not a fan from, a, you know, like of um, just fighting for fun or fighting for, you know, just to get the experience. Like novelty shit. Yeah, I'm not, man. Just, just because. I feel like a fight is very serious. It's not like you don't, you don't, you almost can't even play wrestling. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. and that's where that strikes to the head. When you have strikes to the head, people don't understand. There's no room for error. After that shot that Nate took in the first round, he was concussed, man. He was hurt and he was concussed. And that can have like serious effects later on, you know? But nobody gives a shit because they're not going to be around for him when he's 50. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of thing that makes me sad, makes me a bit sick being having a coaching background, having a university degree in uh, health and whatnot. Like, I, I understand what, what the fuck that does, you know what I mean? Like, and I just think, like, after he was hurt in that first round, just call it, man. That, that's it. You, you know, it, it, the ref should protect him, you know, because credit to him, he, he, he wasn't going to quit, you know, but you're hurt, man. It's over. Don't worry about it. You know, you're not, you're not a world champion boxer. You're not Floyd Mayweather. You're not, you know, it's, it's not that. And even then, like, who knows what the effects of, of people that have taken beatings, even if they come back to win, what, 
the physiological effects are, you know, in 20 years. I spoke a lot on uh, on the podcast about CTE, man. And CTE is really, I mean, it's a very real thing. And I do agree with you. I think the thing about Nate Robinson, man, is, is he's a shorter uh, basketball player. And I'm a shorter guy. So I always appreciated Nate, uh, like Nate playing, because he was, he was kind of like, he, he was the guy for us short guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And when it comes to Jake Paul, like he had Shannon Briggs in his corner, man. I mean, I appreciate the hustle, but for me, what really kills me about these novelty boxing matches like that, man, is the fact that like fucking killers like Badu Jack fought on the undercard. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what really kills me. Um, you know, you were talking a moment ago, you know, the, the best example of somebody coming back to win a fight after they're hurt and then experiencing long-term, uh, long-term damages, Kat Zingano, when she fought um, Amanda Nunez, you remember she got, she got fucking cracked, ended up, um, ended up TKO and Amanda Nunez. Well, after that, Cat turned out to have a uh, like a TBI, like a like a brain injury. Oh, yeah, and it and it's it affected her life for shit like the last five or six years until she finally, uh, I guess, got doing some sort of exercises or something um, that like alleviated the 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 pain because she was having like some some severe headaches and shit. Nah, see that um, that to me, man, it's it's and that's a professional. Yeah, and man, I'm 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 good with I'm good mates with, with uh, James Tahuna. He was on the he was on my podcast as well, and he talks about his um like the the brain. He had lesions in his brain. You know what I mean? Holy shit! Yeah, and it's, so it's on the podcast. You can if you check it out. Like you, you he'll talk about it. it. Makes me fucking sad, dude. He, James is like a really good guy. He's my age. Like you're fucking young. You know, like you should be enjoying yourself and whatnot. And and he had like massive brain lesions where he'd forget stuff like that. He'd get to training and he didn't know, Oh, are we training? What am I doing here? You know, he didn't know even how he got to training or what he was doing there. And he'd look around and kind of be embarrassed and be like, Oh shit, what am I doing here? And you know, his brother would be like, dude, you hit a spa. And that's before sparring. You know what I mean? Like yeah, serious shit. I had an, another guy on the podcast named Willie, Willie Tonga, um, as like the country Tonga. And he, um, he was he's like a legend in, in in rugby league in Australia, which is similar to Union, but it's a little bit different. Um, the hits are brutal in rugby league because the, mm-hmm. there's less guys on the field than in rugby union. So there's 13 guys instead of 15, and there's no like ruck and more. So you're basically running straight into each other with about a 20 meter a uh, time to to run. You know, with a so you're you're hitting a person at full pelt and um, He's and he was like a legend, man. He's a big, strong Islander guy. He's been knocked out. He said on the. So I said it on the podcast. He's been knocked out something like seventy times. Holy fuck, dude! You know, and I and I was thinking like, fuck, no, nobody gets knocked out seventy times. You know, but but I, I've worked with them in in rugby and that where people get knocked out and they're sixteen years old and they just get like, you're not meant to be. You know, anyone that's listening, but that's not true. I've seen it with my own eyes, dude. I'm not making this shit up, you know, where they get a bit of water splashed on their face and you're back on there. I, uh, I remember I was, I was club wrestling for a college uh, in my hometown. And I think I was maybe, I just turned 18 or something. And uh, I was wrestling with a guy who went on to be um, an NCAA All-American named Taiwan Claxton, who now fights in Bellator. Um, he actually hip tossed me. And I hit so fucking hard, I had a concussion after that. And dude, I'm not even kidding. I was foggy for 
every bit of two weeks after that. Um, so I can't imagine that happening 70 times consecutively. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, it's just men- It's mental. Yeah, it's and 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 rugby rugby league and rugby union. There's no and I, I played football growing up. Like I played rugby, rugby league. I played, um, like <laughs> the I I think uh, like gridiron what you guys play uh, football whatever it's called. Like I think those hits are worse because of the padding. Yeah, but but any of those sports, man. Like you, you get hit. Like you get hit by some of the big Islander boys. There's no weight classes. Like someone like me could run and get hit by a guy like, like <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. No, no, but even worse, I could get hit by Ty and by Rob. Do you know what I mean? At the same time, and I might have to do that eight, nine times in a game. You, you can't, you can't laugh, dude. I seen Ty. Ty was like a gun, like a gun, gun rugby player back in the day. And he was like a, a, a fucking monster, dude. Imagine him, 16 years old, 140 kilos, which is be something like 350 pounds or something at, at 16 years old. And he can run. Okay. He can run, you know what, dude. You know what my favorite thing about Ty is? Is they always introduce him as a street fighter. <laughs> I think it's the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. How did, you, how did you meet these guys? Like, you met Rob, you met Ty. Like, did you, you guys grew up in the same area? Uh, kind of, but that's not how I met him. I met, uh, Rob, we all grew up in, uh, Southwest Sydney, but, um, Rob moved to like the Southern part of Sydney, which is a little bit nicer area when he was a a kid, but he's still like, he's still from the same kind of socioeconomic background, if you will. But, um, I, I, biracial angel, I'm the biracial angel. Oh, he's the biracial angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the bilingual angel. Um, the, the thing I was, I, I met, I met him uh, at a gym. I was coaching at a gym and he came in and I, I started working with him a little bit. And then every single time we just worked a little bit more together, you know, and until I was coaching, doing a lot of the coaching. That's cool. How, how friendships like that are kind of built like brick by brick, like in a gym like that. You know what I mean? Like I've met some of my greatest friends uh you know before or after punching them in the face you know what i mean yeah 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 i I know exactly what you mean yeah and so yeah that's that's the that's how i met him and then ty um don't forget man like there's not a lot of australian fighters and not a lot of australian fighters out of southwest sydney so it's only a matter of time till you meet each other you know what i mean and we i knew guys in common with with ty and that and and he's uh, Tyson Pedro's dad, Jimmy Pedro, was was a promoter back in the day. So I'd run into him a whole bunch of times. He's friends with Tama Tahuna, whose Tama is James Tahuna's friend. And they promote, for, uh, uh, Tama is James's brother. So I knew James, I knew Tama, and I knew them through Mark Hunt. And I knew Mark oh, Hunt. Shit. Yeah, I knew Mark Hunt because we went to this, uh, we had, there was a, an old Thai guy who held pads at the back of his house and I used to train there and Mark used to train there. This is back, back in the day when mm. Mark fought in K1 and K1. Yeah. Yeah. So 2000, 2001 around the time he won um, the K1 Grand Prix. You know, I still say to this day, one of the, one of my favorite fights that I've ever seen in the UFC is Mark Hunt versus the UFC after the, the fucking Brock Lesnar. Uh, oh man. 
Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, he's... I couldn't get on Twitter. I couldn't get on Instagram without seeing Mark go ape shit, man, and I loved it. I mean, I felt bad for Mark because Mark is such a cool dude. <laughs> but, man, it was so funny to me how he just ripped him every single day, man. Yeah, he's a he's a scary dude, man. Like, he's a dude that's, like, for real scary. Like, you would not want to... Um... Yeah, he with the neck tattoos and everything, man. He's, he's yeah. an intimidating-looking dude. He got him way before they were trendy to get, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned Tyson Pedro a minute ago. I think Tyson has probably the best tattoos in the whole in the whole organization. Yeah, they uh, what's it called? A, a, a payer. Him and um, Ty have it. It's a Samoan. Uh, you talking about the Samoan thing that they have on their uh, waist well, all the way down? That, to the that that. But Tyson has his entire uh, his entire back and his arms done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, super cool. Um, really quick, we mentioned Grange TV a moment ago. Where can people find that? They can find it on YouTube. They can find it on um, iTunes. On all that, um, all the pod is a Podbean stuff or whatever. I don't do it. David Roberts and my wife do most of that stuff. But definitely on YouTube. If you just go on YouTube and put Grange TV, G R A N G E TV, you'll you'll get to it straight away. Um, my yeah, that's that's and or you can follow me on Instagram under my name. Fabrizio is there, and that's like we'll have all the episodes on there as well. Uh, like any, if I do an interview or something, I've always put it up on there. I just wanted to knock that out before I before I forgot, you know, because I've I've been following Grange for a while, and uh, I followed the Halfcast too, which is Ty and, and Tyson's podcast for a while, uh, and they're just really funny guys. And and I don't know if it's like a cultural thing, um, like with Australians, and I don't mean to be. I guess racist when I say this, but you guys are like you guys are really funny people. Like, like I I know I know you're trying to be serious sometimes, but I just giggle at what you say. Like, I think it's also a, a, my uh, we've spent a lot of times in the US, and I think we have like a I think Australians have a, a a drier sense of humor. Like we'll say things. It's we 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 call it taking the piss kind of thing. The English do it as well. Like we'll say stuff, and you're like looking at us going. This guy for real? Like, did he really? You know what I mean? Did you really say yeah. what you just said? And it's, it's. Yeah, I think the term is tongue in cheek. Uh, I think is more. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I don't mean to do it. I don't think any of us mean to do it. And I, I think, especially from this region of Sydney where we are, I think it's done even more so. It's a very. Um, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things you just, it's you very, just say. It's a very it. underappreciated. Like, if I say form. something. <laughs> Yeah, I, we don't mean to do it, but yeah, I think it it is. It's a very like just tongue in cheek sort of thing. You say something and people, because I, I know sometimes when I'm in the US, I'll say something if I'm with a group of people and they just, they don't really know if I'm joking or not or what I said. And I can tell like we're on a bit of a different frequency. I, uh, like you'll be telling stories sometimes and I'm just like, no way that's true. You know what I mean? Because like, it, like you're just such a funny guy, man. Like when you were talking about the doctor uh, checking Rob's ass for staff, dude, that was true. In the room, that Bullshit, was fucking really? true. That was true. That was fucking Holy true. Holy shit! <laughs> you know, That's so awesome. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Isn't there? Shouldn't you have a curtain up or something? You know what I mean? But nah, he didn't. He violated Rob. And and honestly, like credit to him because Rob would be a very difficult person to violate, man. Like, you know, yeah, and, for real. <laughs> and he just did it. He just fucking did it. And I was like, he was, trying to, he was trying to turn the biracial angel into the bisexual. Angel. <laughs> he fucking did it, man. I, I, 
I told Rob in the car, man, like, I, I don't respect you after this, you know, after what happened. <laughs> not, not because, I'll be honest with you, not because, like, you know, if, you know, if, if you, you know, if you swing a different way, that's all good. I, I don't care about that. But it's more the way that how he cheapened himself. You know, he, he just let the guy do it. You know, he didn't, he didn't make the guy work <laughs> for it or anything. Yeah, nothing. That's, that's the you way I lost 10 rounds of Yoel Romero, but this guy just slides right in. Yeah, there was no, you know, nothing. Uh, you know, that's why I've lost a lot of respect for him. But yeah, um, shout, out, shout out Rob, man. That's one of my favorite fighters. Fuck, man. I yeah. couldn't believe that story. I was like, no fucking way. Because like, I thought like HIPAA laws. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys have HIPAA? Yeah. Yeah, I thought because of like HIPAA laws, like I didn't think anybody could could be in the room. Like, I don't know, that just it blew my mind, man. Well, there you go, mate. Hey, uh, I got some calls that came in uh, for you. I I put out that you were coming on, and I got a couple phone calls. You ready? Yeah, hit me. All right. What's up, Coach Fab? Was just wondering, what has been your favorite fight card that you've been a part of so far? either being the location or just the fights taking place themselves. Could you hear that? Yeah, 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 man, I could. Uh, first of all, thank you for calling in, man. I appreciate it so much. Um, I, I have to say to you that it would be, I don't know why, but that the Chicago fight when Rob Ford, Rob Ford um, Romero. Um, UL2. Yeah, I, I just feel that that was like... Robert being on such a tear, it it was um. Now was that was that was that two or one? That was the second one in Chicago. Uh, Colby Covington and RDA fought on that card too. Right, right. Well, that that card. I don't know why I'm. I, I don't know because I've been to Chicago a couple of times. That's why I get mixed up. But it, anyways, it was that card for on the 9th of June. I think was a real. I, I don't know. It was just such a crazy fight to begin with. Um. And the atmosphere was was insane. Chicago, in this, it was kind of like summer, so it was a really nice city. I had really good memories of of that of the city. I have such good memories of of um. I don't know. It was just so much leading up into the. So, sorry to give. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Oh no, no, you're fine. Everything, you know what I mean? Like when when you ask me, and then also like I, I always knew that. I know how much of a hard ass Rob is, and oh, you know he solidified himself as a badass that night. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, like, um, like put everyone on notice, you know. And credit to Israel, Israel caught him and put him away. But I don't honestly don't believe many people beat Rob in a fight. Like when the fight, Israel caught him. You know what I mean? And I'm not taking anything away from Israel and. I think he's a, I think he's a phenomenal fighter, and I don't think there's any shame in losing to Israel either. I I will never blow smoke in your ass, and I'll never like I'll never blow smoke in Rob's ass. But I think if you have that fight ten times, I do not think it goes that way. Nine maybe ten times. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Like they they they're gunslingers. You know what I mean? Like those For two, real. they're gunslingers. So one of them is going to go down. That that a hundred percent. They, uh, I got interviewed before the fight, and I caught flack for it. They're like, oh, he's not confident in his fighter. I'm confident in Rob. You think I'm not fucking confident? Like, I was with him for seven or eight years. Of course I'm confident. But you're asking me what do I think is going to happen. He's going in there with a guy like Israel. I said, I go, one of them is going to get knocked out, 100%. The fight's not going to go the distance. It's not going to go three rounds, dude. When you have two, go- two gunslingers that hit like they both hit, 
And they, world they, class strikers. Yeah, and they, but they they're not just world class strikers. They're both mean. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're both they're both mean dudes that are that are going after it. You know, so um, and they're not gonna. Whilst Rob can grapple and Israel can grapple too, but whilst they can both grapple, their mind is not made to grapple. If you know what I mean, like it's yeah. not like if Jacare gets hurt, he's going to go for a takedown. If uh, Romero gets hurt, he's going to go for a takedown. They might go for a takedown here or there, but but in their heart of hearts, they're both strikers and they're going to go out on the shield, you know. So that fight, I I did especially yeah, I just didn't see that fight going the distance, man. I just didn't, and too bad it was Rob, you know what I mean. But I think in that fight against Romero, he. Especially who Romero, the first fight as well, like the first fight with Romero, because who Romero was in that first fight and who he was going into that first fight was he was on on point. No one thought Rob was going to beat Romero. We thought he was, but nobody else did in the first fight. In the second fight, after what Romero did to um, Rockhold, like fuck man, come on, cut from hell. Yeah, come on. You know what I mean. So. So then you're, it had so much build-up, you know, in, in the fight world for people that were in, in, in the fight game. And so that, that fight for me is probably... And I like Romero, you know, like when I, when I see him, I speak to him and that. So He's a stand-up guy. Yeah, I've always followed his career, you know. I've always followed his wrestling career. I, I remember when he lost to Adam Satiev and got the silver medal. Um, so that fight for sure, man. Sorry to give such a long answer, but... Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't mind at all. Yeah, but that's the fight. Yeah, for sure, man. That that the fight with Romero. All right. So let me ask you this: So going into that fight as a fighter, um, like knowing that you're going up against an Israel Adesanya, or knowing you're going in against like a Yoel Romero, like like of course, like in your mindset, like there's like you have to be prepared for violence. What about from your perspective though? Like as a coach, uh, you're close with your fighter. What is your mindset going into fight week? Look, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I I don't like it. Like, I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't enjoy um the the fact that you know the guy a guy that I know could get hurt. That's one of the things I don't like. But the other thing is, dude, I I know like the people don't understand. Like, I know like if we're talking we're talking about Rob in particular, or we're just talking about fighters in general. Um, I guess Rob was like the example because I know that that you guys are close and Rob went into some wars and, and had an illustrious career, but just overall, what is your mentality like on a fight week? I mean, I also uh, know that the reality is I know what Rob is. I know who Rob is. You know what I mean? Like um, outside of the lights, uh, I, I don't want to say a, a persona because that leads to it sounding like Rob, some Machiavellian monster puts on this persona, <laughs> but I you know, know him personally though. Yeah, but I yeah, not only that, like I know who he is, and that is what he's meant to be doing. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah, he, yeah. like a there's no, radiator. yeah, that's that's who he is, man. Like, um, everything else is not is smoke and mirrors. Like he's not, he's not like a, you know, when people talk shit to him or something like that. I'm like, dude, you guys are pretending to be tough guys, and I see it. Some guys are really good athletes, and they're pretending to be. They 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 they're working their way up to this. And I look, Rob's like what he is pretending to be normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and no, nah, he's for real. Like, and I don't mean that as a disparate, uh, as a disparaging remark about him. It's just like, he's not pretending dude. he is a legit hard as fucking nails guy. Do you know what I mean? 
And yeah. so I'm not really concerned like there's there's people that sometimes I see them at the back and I'm not going to name them. They might have been one or two fights in and I look at them and I think, dude, you shouldn't fucking be here. You know, you're not prepared physically. You're not you're not at a level to compete. Like you're not you you just got through because maybe you had five wins in a row in some obscure fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And the UFC goes, Hey, we need people from that region, bring him in. And I look at him and I think, dude, like genetically you're not you're not at this level. You're not like if we were in high school, I wouldn't pick you on my team. You know what I mean? Um yeah. and he Rob's not that so I don't have that fear. I just don't want him to get hurt. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't I mean, want him to get hurt. That's all. Anytime I've I've cornered anybody or been in anybody's training camp, like it's it's kind of that same mentality. Is I don't want like you don't want to see your buddies get hurt or you don't want to see your buddies get punched in the face. I mean, of course, like it's our sport. It's what we do. Uh, in fact, I actually feel more at home when I'm being punched in the face. Sometimes, you know what I mean. But but nobody, you don't want to see your friends get fucked up. I guess is like what I was trying to. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see him get hurt, but but at the same time, like he belongs there. Like if he if he had grown up in the US, he would have he would have been an all American wrestler. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't. Yeah. He he's not out of his league physically, psychologically, technically, um, physical preparation wise. I know that what he's done, he's ready to go, and I know, like, he's a fighter to his core and in his mind. He's a fighter and that's, he, he needs to do that. You know what I mean? Like you can't, so it's a kind of catch 22 because I'd, I don't want to see him fight. I don't want him to fight, but. You know, like, he almost needs to though. Yeah. That's who he is, man. You He's know what I mean? Exercise his demons. Yeah, exactly right. You know what I mean? The exactly. Fucking right. Reaper, man. Yeah. That there is, a, I was just, I don't know who I was talking to it about the other day. Like there is a thing like where he goes, you know, he stops being Rob and he becomes this other person, you know? And, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that. Let me you ask know? you this, man, because you, you kind of touched on it a second ago about the world-class athletes pretending to be tough guys. Do you think that's part of, like, the Conor McGregor era? Like, do you think that that'll slowly phase out, all the shit talking? Because there's a lot of people that are just really fucking bad at it. You know well, what I mean? the, the, the problem is that, that McGregor, can fight you know what i mean like yeah. it, it's not like he can't fight the the thing is i i'm new to it like reasonably new like the the thing is like you can be a you can be a good fighter but if you have ten thousand followers and and i'm a okay fighter but i have a hundred thousand followers the ufc is going to sign me yeah do you get it's, what i mean it's it's the the needle moving market, man. Yeah, and and I think like as human beings, like there's been studies done it as well. We we follow the confident voices. You know, I don't want to make this. I don't want to make this political. But all I'm going to say is like, if I stand up in front of a group of people and I say, "I will take you to water," follow us. We are going over the hill. M- more chance of people following me, even though I don't know where the fuck I'm going. And there's zero chance of there being water over there, then you being a botanist and understanding flora and fauna of the region and under- and saying, hey guys, look, um, I think there is a possibility that um, if you guys come with me, there's a there's a there's a 
there's a fairly good, decent chance that there might be water around this corner. Man, most people are going to follow the first guy. Fuck it's, you. You don't know what you're talking about. We're going to follow you, Coach Fab. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And and it's the same thing with 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 this. Like you follow these guys that that have, you know, big voices and you follow that. So I think there's a lot of that is human, just human nature. And the fact that nowadays we have such powerful mechanisms to get that out to everyone via the internet, via your fucking phone, dude. Like... You know what I mean? Dude, social media has made people too comfortable with not getting punched in the face. Yeah, but but hey, dude, I was around before social media, and there was still dickheads. You know <laughs> what I mean? There was, there was still dickheads. All it's done is just given those dickheads a voice, a bigger voice. But there was Fucking still there was, everywhere. Yeah, there was still dickheads. Like, so your your generation is not responsible for the dickheads. So you can rest assured of that. That no I, matter I what. Appreciate it. No matter what older people tell you, trust me, there were. Because uh, uh, don't forget, dude, the other thing is social media kind of makes you accountable too. Because back in the day, you could do stuff and there was no one to, there wasn't like, like, there was no one to hold you accountable either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if I, if, if everything I did when I was a kid growing up had been put on social media, dude, you, you wouldn't even be talking to me. Well, dude, that's why I asked you at the at the very beginning before we started recording. I said, "Hey, man, have you killed anybody this week?" Have you, <laughs> nah, you know I've never killed anyone, but but it is like I, I think like when people say that as well. I don't. I think the generation gap is in the technology and the use of technology, but not in like human evolution. Like my generation was not any better than your generation. It's just that your generation gets put on show because of social media. My generation could go around and do a whole bunch of shit, and nobody would know, which is. Good and bad, you know. It's it's. I, I see like high school kids that get into a high school fight, and people fucking YouTube it and then put it, put put it up. I think that's fucking sad for you know, like a sixteen year old kid gets his ass beat, and now everybody has to see it. Like that's that's fucked you can't up. Can't live it down after that. Yeah, that that's fucked up. Or kids getting bullied or whatever. Like it's fucked up that 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 should happen. Whereas at least growing up for me, like I could have a fight and I could lose it. And if I go to the next town over, nobody would know. Ten days later, nobody would know. Shit, dude, I grew up in a town that was so small. I had 50 people in my graduating class, dude. And literally, if you were if you were sitting in class and you farted, then by lunchtime, everybody was going to tell everybody that you shit your pants. <laughs> and then that could happen on a Monday, and then by Wednesday, everybody would forget. Yeah, but um, if, it, if it was now, they'd still have it up on, on social media. Oh, yeah, 100%. They'd... Hey, Josh shit his pants in, in algebra. <laughs> hey, I got one I got one more call for you, brother. You ready? Yeah, hit me. Josh and Coach Fab, what's your favorite fight of all time? What's your favorite fight of all time? Thank you. You go father. first, Josh. They asked you as well. Oh shit. Um you know what, man? I'm going to I don't have just one. I have I have three that that hit me right off the top of the head. The first one's Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin, man, hundred percent. Okay. Um, probably the second one, man. Fuck, I don't. I want to say uh, Pedro Munoz and Cody Garbrandt, just because they slung fucking leather for one solid round, man. They Cody literally got knocked out at the bell. Uh, so that's that's probably my it's probably one of my favorites. Um, and then my third, man. Shit, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. Dustin Poirier, uh, 
Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje's pretty good. You know, Justin Gaethje and Michael Johnson, maybe. I'm a, I'm a huge Gaethje fan. What about okay. you? Well, if I, I'm a Gaethje fan, too. If I, if I had to pick just the one, um, it's going back a little bit, and it wasn't in the UFC. Uh, it was Fedor versus um, Krokop. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Prime Be- Fedor. Yeah, one, because it was prime for Dor, two, because um, Krokop had been knocking everyone out with that left high kick and just brutalizing people, you know? He was like a... He was meant to beat for Dor, you know what I mean? People were like, you know, it was a just a different era as well, like, and uh, for Dor wasn't like a... Like, Krokop's takedown defense was so good, you know, that, that people didn't think that, how's for Dor going to take him down? And for Dor went out and and outstruck Krokop as well. Now, people will talk about it and go, yeah, but, you know, so did this guy and so did that guy. But I'm talking about these two guys in their prime and who that person was mm-hmm. back then. Because, say, for example, now Romero's lost, what, three or four in a row, you know, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, Romero's lost three or four in a row. And I think, yeah, go back. His wars with Rob, though. Fucking class. And he's 43 years old. But if you go back two years, three years, when he was beating the shit out of everyone, nobody wanted to fight him then. Now, everyone's like, yeah, I'll fight Romero, I'll fight Romero. Yes. He's not, it's not the same thing, you know, but when Krokop was Krokop and he fought Fedor back then, um, that was a crazy fight, dude, because, you know, you're, you're waiting for the left high kick and you're, and then Fedor and the adjustments that he made and the way he checked, because he, uh, Krokop went always looking for that body kick, you know, as well. He'd go two to the body, one to the head. And um, Fedor came out and checked those kicks, you know, which I can't imagine would have been fun to do. And um, just the way that he did that, the way that he adjusted and everything, like, I, I really like that fight. That's one of the, the fights that comes to mind. There's probably a, oh, another one, one more, I'll say. Um, it's only the one round, Paul Daly versus Nick Diaz. Oh, hell yeah. Nick Diaz is one of my favorites, man. And that that was... That's for the Strike Force uh, welterweight title. Was yeah. it Strike Force or, or Elite XC? I don't know, no, but no, it, it, it was it was Strike Force. Yeah, Scott Coker uh, put it on. Okay, well, man, that fight because I'm a big Paul Daly fan, you know, and yeah. uh, Paul Daly cracked Nick Diaz, cracked him, and I thought hey. it's done, it's done. He's thing and and kicked him like soccer kicked him in the collarbone and just went for it, you know. And I thought, fuck. And then Nick Diaz comes back. And beats him, and I thought, Jesus, man, how tough is Nick Diaz? Finished him with with you know? strikes too. Yeah, yeah, mean, mean guys. I like that's what two of my two favorites. Yeah, I, I love uh, going back and watching Nick Diaz and BJ Penn. You know, because for the UFC fan, that was if you didn't have uh, Showtime, you know, you couldn't watch Strike Force or you didn't watch. Uh, um, like the older fights, like Pride and, and shit like that. That was your introduction to Nick Diaz, was him beating the fuck out of BJ Penn. Dude, another Nick Diaz fight you got to watch. If you, I'm sure you've watched it, but if you haven't, watch it. If not, other people can. Man, um, Nick Diaz versus Prime Gomi. You remember that fight? Oh, fuck, man. Brutalized Gomi. Yeah, but Gomi hit him with some bombs. And back in the day, again, people look at Gomi today and they're like, oh, you lost to so... Man, back then... Gomi, oh, he was a killer. Man, he put people like to sleep. And uh, yep. yeah, he bombed Nick Diaz, and Nick Diaz came back and won. Yeah, with a go-go platter. Time, 
That, yeah, with, yeah, that was the first time Nick actually popped for weed, too, and they tried to say that the weed made it so Gomi's punches didn't affect him or some shit. Fuck, mate, they affected him. <laughs> yeah. oh, they, they affected him. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, they're, they're two favorite ones for sure. Oh man, I hate to uh, I hate to end this, man. But I gotta get to Muay Thai, and I gotta let you get to the rest of your day, man. Um, I want to thank you again, man. And for anyone that wants to hit you up, man, where can they find you once again? Instagram, easiest. Just Fabricio it there. That's my name, F A B R I C I C I O I double T E Fabricio it there. And um, yeah, you can just contact me. And I'll I will answer back because I don't have many followers. So your 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 thing will come up for sure. So you know, can contact me anytime, and I'll do my best to get back to people. And yeah, just um, thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, man. It's very very flattering, man. And I, I had a great time. And anytime want to do this again, man, I'm I'm happy to do it. I'm really really flattered by it. And yeah, um, yeah, and just follow us on Grange TV on YouTube. Hell yeah. Everybody go check out Grange TV on YouTube. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, hit up Coach Fab on Instagram. Also, we have a phone number for the podcast. It is 502-694-0749. Call and leave uh, voice messages about your day. Ask questions. Uh, once again, thank you, man. Hey, Josh, um, when we do the next live chat, you know, when, when you put this up? Yes. Yeah, when you put it up, like put up a link and like on the on the live chat like for the next fight whichever fight we do it on put up the link to where people can follow and i'll just keep um telling people to 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 go to your link fuck yeah dude i appreciate it yeah yeah so we'll do that like i don't know when you're watching if you're watching this weekend or whenever but whenever you put it up whenever you put up your thing put the link up and i'll say oh that's josh i just did a podcast with him follow his link and blah 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 and tell everyone that's on on our stream to watch it Hell yeah, brother. Sounds good.